I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it. It said they were suckers. It's a line from Black Still and the Hour of Chaos by Public Enemy. And when Chuck D said those, oh man, the relevancy that it holds now. Let's start off with political, shall we? Welcome to episode 9 of the Muvios podcast. A few days ago, Joe Biden had an interview with Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club. And Charlemagne was asking him questions, you know, about the black agenda, what he plans to do for black people. And Joe Biden gave long-winded answers to shorten the interview. And he focused on the incarceration but not every black person has been incarcerated. I've never been incarcerated, I can tell you that. A lot of people who I know have never been incarcerated. Don't get me wrong, I know people who have been incarcerated, but that's, in my opinion, not a black issue. That's just a government issue. I mean, that's a huge issue, a huge problem, but no. I want to hear something about the redlining. I want to hear something about systematic racism. I want to hear about police brutality and how they are 50 times more aggressive. Actually, all rules are 50 times more aggressive when it comes to people of color, especially black people. That's what I want to hear about. And here's something that I found really interesting. There are so many people who supported Warren and supported Sanders only to turn around and see Biden, the candidate that a lot of us just did not want. Joe Biden, at the end of that interview, was saying that if you did not vote for him, then you were not black, which he apologized the next day and said that he said that in jest, but it points to a bigger issue. It points to our two-party system saying you either have this choice or that choice, and if you don't like either choices then oh well that sucks you have to deal with it so that leaves what a lot of people are thinking no real choice you find yourself picking the lesser of two evils and then i go down my friends list and i have one side of friends who are saying if you're not going to vote then delete me from your friend list because you need to be voting for insert political candidate here and if you're not voting for this political candidate, then you obviously don't care about the things that I care about. So you don't deserve to complain. You don't deserve whatever, which is a horrible narrative to discredit or attempt to discredit someone else's issues, some things that matter to some people and doesn't matter to others. You know, if we all had that, if you don't follow my issues type mindset, then realistically, how far would we get as a people? How would we be able to look over each other and protect one another if we are focused on our own issues is what I'm saying. Example, for someone like myself to vote for Joe Biden, that would mean that I would have to erase from my mind the crime bill that was put into place that caused mass incarceration. I would have to put out of my mind every 
every Freudian slip that has come out of his mouth that leans towards racism and prejudice, such as saying that black kids aren't as intelligent as other kids. Every time it comes up for us to refer to issues when it comes to black people, he always leads with jails and incarceration, which is seriously frustrating. And just to see the people who we supported so strongly drop everything and back this man, it hurts. It hurts for us to see that. So then I have the other side of friends who are like, if you can throw away your values and vote for this man, then you need to delete me. And again, that's another unfair take because let's be realistic. The person who we have in office is very selfish, very self-centered, does not know how to admit when they made a mistake, which is huge, has done a lot of things so far that just go against human decency. And this person is leading us. That person also has some of the same flaws, which is a lot of racism. As a matter of fact, his first campaign speech went along the lines of calling Mexicans rapists and criminals, which is horrible. So we have to sort out which one is better. And ultimately, I have to go with the person who admits that they were wrong and admits that they plan on writing what they have done wrong, which would lead me to vote for Joe Biden. But it's one of those things where I don't feel good about it. What Charlemagne was talking about was the various issues that we have in the community and how we can make it better. And he had a whole series of questions which he had given to another um, host on another uh, morning show. I think it was like Good Morning America or something like that, that he couldn't get to because of Joe Biden's long-winded speeches and then cut him off without allowing him to get these questions out. It's a politician trick that's oldest time itself and it's very very frustrating very annoying i wish it wasn't a thing but it's a tactic when you don't really have an agenda for what the questioning can bring about but moving away from that another thing that i came across was an article stating that sex workers lives have been changed due to this whole virus and i have to say being a sex worker was never very safe to begin with like luckily the ones who did things in clubs had bouncers who could look out for them but even then it's still a very dangerous thing a person could always follow you to your car follow them home and it's really just a horrible thing for them to have to deal with it's also something that's scary if you are a sex worker who's not just a dancer if you are a person who does escort then it does put a damper on um on that whether it's legal or illegal which i mean realistically i feel that it should be very legal and it could in my opinion say quite a few lives but with this virus that's going around sex workers don't have many avenues to go to without putting their life at risk with this whole new virus that had come about last year COVID-19 so these workers are receiving a reduced number of clients contacting them for massages or 
for personal entertainment, if you will. And even when they receive them, they have to keep in mind that this person could be an asymptomatic carrier and that person could in fact infect them and it could ruin their life. And they realistically have no way of receiving compensation for not working. So there are some people who have turned to sites such as OnlyFans or uh, private Snapchats or something of the like just so that they can keep afloat. And though it's worked out for some, uh, there are others who are not getting by. So if you are aware of something like um, an OnlyFans or something of that nature, that is a very um, high quality way for sex workers to protect themselves and to also make money. It's a way of life that they have and they don't have much that they can do when that way of life is shut down. One person who I follow is a comedian as well as has her own podcast her OnlyFans numbers are the thing that's keeping her afloat. Then I have a friend who's a sex worker and she's used to being in the clubs and with the clubs for the most part just being shut down completely her finances are in shambles because of that. I mean she has an OnlyFans and the OnlyFans is pretty successful but it's nowhere near as successful as that intimate contact that you would have with a client when you're at a club, especially with so many people losing their employment. It has a domino effect on everything, on retailers, fast food and food service, as well as hospitality in other industries. But it hits very hard for sex workers. Let's say all of that to say, if you know a friend who's selling nudes or doing something on um, something such as an OnlyFans, then support them. Please, please support them. They can really use it. They are in straits just like the rest of us. And a lot of us are learning that money that we're not spending on gas traveling back and forth or the food that we would have bought by going out you know you can probably put towards someone's only fans and that may help another thing that i would like to go over is a streaming service now with hbo max actually starting if i'm not mistaken today which would be uh, may 27th i'm recording this on the 26th so i'm not 100 sure i haven't had a chance to check yet but HBO Max is uh, releasing soon, and it's supposed to have, as I mentioned before, things like Friends, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, some of the classic shows that a lot of people like. Well, I decided to take a chance, and I subscribed to Shudder. And for people who aren't familiar with Shudder, the easiest way to describe it is Shudder is Netflix, but just horror movies. So it's not very expensive. It's about $6 per month, or if you subscribe for a year and pay in advance, it works out to be like $56 for an entire year or 57 is less than 60. I do know that. I can't remember what the exact total was, but I personally subscribe to it and I figured I'd give it a test. So I watched four movies on it and I won't count one of the movies because one of the movies I already knew I wouldn't like, but it's an old 90s movie. I know what you did last summer and people like it. So I was sitting with my partners and we watched it together. Now I know what you did last summer. 
I mean, when I first seen it, I've never seen it all the way through until I watched it on Shudder. I had zero interest. Figured the lines would be cheesy. I figured the whole acting and everything would be horrible. And man, it really was. I always thought to myself, I don't look at a Gordon's Fisherman box and be like, oh shit. No, it's this, not like that. Very little about Fisherman scares me. I mean, unless I'm out in the sea. And guess what? I don't go on a boat very often, so yeah. Anyway, but watch, I know what you did last summer. Realistically, me personally, I give that maybe uh, two stars out of five. Not very good, but I already knew I wouldn't like that, so I won't count that in the rating of Shudder. Uh, however, they do have an original series called Creep Show. is based on the movie, I think it was from either the early 80s or late 70s which also had a comic which preceded that and the creep show series i've watched two episodes and it was trash it was horrible one of my partners actually enjoyed the first episode did not care for the second one at all which i don't blame her i felt that both of them were trash but I can't bring myself to watch anymore. So that right there, eh, one out of five stars. Uh, the next thing that I decided to check out was Alina. I uh, hope I pronounced it right. It's A-L-E-N-A. It's a Swedish title. And it's about a little high school aged um, woman who just transferred to a new school. And she's just trying to fit in. And I enjoyed it. Never heard of it prior to uh shutter it's one of the movies that's leaving shutter so i don't know maybe you can catch it up until the end of this month but it was a really good watch i mean um great acting especially for a bunch of legit school age women it was very good very uh great as far as the acting went um the story was uh, iffy but the acting was amazing and there were uh things in the movie that i did not expect so i counted that to shutter being that shutter introduced me to this title and i gave it four out of five the next movie that i watched was z which is a shutter original and it's about an eight-year-old kid and his newfound imaginary friend that movie was quite interesting definitely enjoyed it good acting for the most part um story not bad not great but not bad and it had a few things in it that kept me intertwined with uh, everything that was going on so i gave it a four out of five and if you're a fan of horror movies i would definitely recommend as of uh i guess it was yesterday that i watched z which was the last of everything I watched on that, I would give Shudder a very good rating of would recommend to my friends. So you, the listener, are my friends. I recommend you check it out. It's not a very expensive service. You even receive a seven-day free trial. So there you are. You're welcome. You can thank me later if you love horror movies. Now, if you're not into horror movies, avoid it like the plague because... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It's all horror movies. So, it definitely not for you if you're not into horror movies. The next topic that I would like to get into is um, Hacked. 
there has been a lot of things going around where a lot of people are being hacked. And uh, just the other day, I received a message from a friend or multiple friends saying, oh, have you heard about this thing on CNN or that thing on this platform? Or can you vote for me on uh, Steam for this particular game? And the one that said, can you vote for me for a game? I clicked it and maybe two minutes later, I had a friend come through and send me a message like, hey, what, what is this about? Why did you send me a message? Me knowing that I did not send out the message, I immediately had to go through, change all my passwords, and it's just that easy. Like, hackers have become a lot smarter. They've learned how to send emails with links that'll take you to sites that look like legit sites. It could look like your Apple account. It could look like your bank account. It could look like Google. It could look like a lot of things. And you think that you're signing on to it and you're actually signing on to a false account and giving away your passwords. And it happens to everyone. It happens to the best of us. Don't feel bad. Just look out for something that's suspicious. If someone has you click a link and that link asks you to type in your password, do not do it. There have been a lot of emails that have been coming to my account saying that is from apple uh just be aware of what is actually going on with your accounts because had i not known about um how hackers work and how they do their things i definitely would have overlooked the fact that i'm receiving an email from this false apple account and i would have typed in my apple information instead of actually going through my iphone or my itunes account and logging on to it from my personal devices just to make sure that everything was okay and i would have given away all of my information so if you're anything like me you do know how frustrating it is to come up with a complicated password every time every time and then you have to remember it and if you use the same password for multiple accounts and you have to go to each of those accounts remember which accounts they are change the password use uh, different symbols in lieu of words and try not to use words is the best thing that you can do but I know that gets hard to remember this isn't just limited to social media accounts and uh, video game accounts also with your bank account Try to keep an eye on your bank accounts. Um, that is how years ago I was able to catch when my identity was stolen and my identity had been stolen twice in my life. So the first time it happened, I was in the King of Prussia mall. I happened to go into a pizza shop, knew that I had a few hundred dollars in my bank account, went to buy a slice of pizza. It didn't clear. So I went to the bank to find out what's going on. They showed me what's going on and I'm just like, whoa, this isn't what I purchased. These purchases aren't mine. And there are some purchases that I would have never caught, but at the time I had never in my life shot at I think it was um something like Burlington Coat Factory and um also there was uh, Buffalo Wild Wings which at the time I had never gone to 
So then I checked the location. Oh, sure enough, all of these purchases were made in Delaware and I hadn't been in Delaware in a few years. So that's how I knew. I mean, that was pretty much certified. Your account's been hacked. Uh, The second time it happened, they were buying things overseas and locally, but I knew what I had in my account. And the first purchase, it just brought up all kinds of flags. Um, So just please just... Keep an eye on your bank account. Keep an eye on your transactions. Be very careful of purchases that you make online. If you can, only make purchases from reputable sites. And just be careful, especially now with hackers being at home with everyone else being home due to COVID-19. They have nothing better to do than to fuck with us. I'd rather not hear any horror stories from the people who I care about, which would be friends, family, listeners, about their account being hacked and them not realizing it until it was too late. The whole process is a headache. It takes X amount of days, I think about, what, a week before everything is put on pause and they're able to get you a card. Then it's a whole month while they do a whole investigation It's just a big headache that you don't want to deal with. I know I didn't want to deal with it either time that I've had to deal with it. And one of those times I had to deal with it, I actually had a date and it put a damper on that date because I couldn't pay for anything. Or at least it put a damper on that date in my eyes because I couldn't pay for anything. Now, my date was perfectly okay with everything because my date just wanted to spend time with me. But it definitely puts something in your head. It definitely makes you feel some kind of way to know that you've been violated like this. So, as far as plans, this is episode 9. And I want to thank everyone who's been listening thus far. Uh, For episode 10, which is going to be a big one for me, I am actually going to record it and share it with the bigger platforms. Share it with uh, Apple Spotify and it's going to be available to find via search engine. Nervous, but I'm excited. This is actually going to make me a legit, and I'm saying that with quotation marks, podcaster. Been doing this for nine episodes. Next episode will be 10. So yes, I'm repeating the same thing, but very excited about that. Um, Also, there are some uh, podcasts, some more professional podcasts that are out there um, that have come back and that are coming back. So look out for those. If your favorite podcast has stopped, then check for it come June 1st. It'll probably be back up. Just saying, I would like to thank you all for listening to the Muvios podcast. I enjoy this time with you all. And um, I look forward to making that next step. If any one of you have any um, ideas as far as music or you're able to create music or create artwork that could help the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. It would definitely make things a lot better for me, pretty much because I don't feel like going through the music apps that I have and trying to create an intro music for my show and the one that I have that I created oh so long ago just before episode one by rushing I'm not fond of I'm not a fan also the art trying to find art or create art for this podcast is 
just frustrating, especially when I'm also doing the editing. So if you guys have an idea or if you guys actually have a way of creating a logo for the podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you all for listening to the Muvios podcast. This episode of Muvio's podcast has been created, recorded, produced, and edited by Keith Small. You can reach the podcast via Muvio's Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.